0: Hi, folks, this is Rick Doc Walker, the D.O.C. This is John Kime, and you're listening to The Mess Hall with Rally Captain and Tailgate 10. What's going on, Rally? How you doing, brother?
1: Man, I've been uh, hectic. It's been hectic with work. I'm in this this training class, and so uh, things have been really hectic for me. But uh, other than that, all is
0: good. Let's get it. Damn straight, man. All is good. Everything's right in the world again. How about them
1: Cowboys? <laughs> that's right. You just can't do it, guys. You just can't do it. But as I said last week after they lost, I said, hey, you know what? I will give you your props because you made it past the first round. That's something that my team, our team, excuse me, hasn't been able to do for a while. So I will give you the pleasantry and say hey, congratulations. But that's as far as it'll go.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they get no congratulations from me. I mean, the the beautiful thing is they made it out of the first round. They're sitting on their couches beside us. Yeah. All of those Bama fake cowboy fans that jumped on those bandwagons years ago started breaking all their TVs all over social media, which I don't get. I'm thinking some of those videos just, you know, TVs probably were already broken that they were just throwing on the ground. Did you see all this stuff that was popping up?
1: You know, I, I, I saw a little bit of it and and what i can tell you is this i i think that there may have out of let's just say out of 10 maybe one that's that's true the others man you can go to best buy or Kmart or not Kmart but uh walmart and get a 25 inch tv for 15 bucks so i don't i don't i think it's all for likes clicks if oh, you yeah. will yeah, so they so, trying so, to go so, viral Yeah, that's what I believe it is. I mean, like I said, one out of 10 is probably real. The others, nah, man, they just did that just because TVs right now are so cheap. You want to show me something? Go ahead and give me that 90 inch. Show me that 90 (laughs) inch that you punch and then we'll have something there, all right?
0: Yeah, zero chance. And I could have sworn I slowed down one of the clips and it wasn't even the same Cowboys game because they weren't wearing the same uniform. You know, it's just (laughs) different stuff like that. And you got people yelling and talking. But the good news is, because they made it out of the first round and in the playoffs now they have the 26 selection in the draft so we don't got to worry about them in the draft jumping up and grabbing someone above us because I'm still salty that they got Micah Parsons and we got who we got in that draft but the Giants are sitting on the couch they got waxed I was at Top Golf on a Saturday night it was one of my crew members birthdays you know my man Tim yeah. It's always out there feeding shots to everybody. It was his birthday. So we all got together as a crew cool. and we watched a game of top golf and Mrs. Tailgate came out and had a couple of balls and I just huh, stared at that out, screen. Man. All right. It, it was in Maryland. So I could live bet. Right. Ah. So that was another beauty of it. And it was also another downside because another four bets I placed this weekend and didn't hit a single one. And I keep telling mm-hmm. myself I'm going to stop, but I just, I can't quit it, man. While the football season's still going.
1: Have a problem gambling?
0: 1-800? Gambling. <laughs> <laughs> they get you, man. It's like, you know, you they put did. however much down and then you get it back the next week. Yeah. I mean, you know, cause those that, you know, I, I bet on FanDuel. So if yeah. you put anywhere, to like five to a hundred dollars down on a bet. It's a no risk bet because you just get it back the next week in credit. Well, then I think, oh, no worries. I'll just get it back next week on a, you know, a guarantee bet. Well, uh, there's no such thing as a guarantee bet and uh, no. that's all of it. How about you this weekend?
1: Actually, I, I, so I'm about 50-50. So I, I lost one on a parlay, but then I won on another one. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure if this was a joke or not, but it looked like this one kid bet $5 for, on a four-leg parlay and he won – 72,000, and I'm not sure if that was true or not, but it looked real. And I'm like, God dang, how come I couldn't be on that side of a parlay, man? I mean, five bucks get you 72,000. Who wouldn't do that?
0: The problem is, it's just such long odds. I mean, you can put that in all day long, but there's just you know, the odds of you hitting that is obviously ridiculous. And no, it is true. Whoever this person was, well, you correctly picked, yeah, the first touchdown score. In all four divisional playoff games and cash large parlay. So one was on DraftKings. The guy won $185,000 and he put $10 down. And the other guy $5 down on fuel and won $72,795. I mean, but for those that don't bet, you know, you have to bet who's going to score the first touchdown that game. So the odds of you getting that is obviously high as hell. The guy hit Travis Kelsey for uh, the chiefs. He hit Dallas Goddard for the Eagles. He hits Jamar chase. And then he won on the Bengals upsetting the bills. Mm. So, I mean, you know, me picking that it's like, it just (laughs) didn't happen. I thought Dak would have had at least two touchdowns in that game going against San Fran and that didn't happen. I thought Josh Allen would have did something, but that didn't happen. I mean, man. No tutties.
1: No tutties.
0: (laughs) Zero tutties. And then he's sitting in his locker crying his ass off. And then Diggs basically left the locker room before everyone else even got back there. And people are all salty and pissed off at him, but I don't fault that man or blame that man for showing emotion and getting upset. I mean, I think I told a story when, we were in Seattle and it was the year Sean passed away in 2007 and we got knocked out of the playoffs and I'm in the locker room area because I had a friend that played for the Redskins at the time. And there were guys laughing and joking like we won the game and I couldn't believe it. And those guys subsequently weren't on the team the next year, but I like to see players that have that heart. You just got your ass kicked at home in the playoffs and you're done until next year. So yeah, take it hard. Give that man a break. You know, yeah. I mean, what what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, bro. Uh, so I remember being in, in a, uh, a playoff game back in high school and we were in, kind of in a similar situation to where um, the game was over and we, we, we took an L but, the laughing that was going on, it wasn't the fact that we were laughing that we lost. Obviously, we were just so happy that finally we could go back to living our normal lives, man. Because at our time, the coach that we had at the time, he didn't allow any breaks. So most times when we're in the playoffs, you know, you don't practice full pads. We yeah. stayed in full pads through the playoffs. And so when we finally lost, it was just like a relief, a sigh of relief. And a lot of people can't understand that. So to on one hand, I understand what they're what, what they were going through because I went through it. It was, it was like a I hated losing, but after I got past it, it was like a sigh of relief, man. Oh, and it's so, a weight
0: lifted off your shoulders, regardless exactly. of the
1: outcome. Yeah. And so and so that's what it basically boiled down to. So I mean, um, it wasn't, like I said, we were just happy that we were losing, that we lost. No, it was, it was the fact that it was a sigh of relief, a weight of our shoulders, and we could just finally just relax and not have to worry about putting those damn helmets on for another week, even though we would have loved to go gone to the, to the state championship. Don't get me wrong. Right. We would have we loved to, but it was just the fact that – and I, and I think that if the coach would have treated it differently than a regular week, you know, we, we made it this far. We know how to tackle. We yeah, know, why change
0: it, up the it, momentum?
1: It, you know what I mean. But yeah. but he did he didn't do that, and so it, we were just burnt out. So that's that's what it boils down to. So but uh, you know I went through my 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 uh, what do they say? They're like five stages of grief, and uh, so I, I went I went through all five of those that night, and ended up the last one was was kind of chuckling, and people could not understand that. So um, yeah, I I get it.
0: Yeah, it's you know I digs you know obviously from this area went to school out this area just people jumping on him for it. And, you know, to me, he's showing heart and everyone takes losses differently. And I get that. And he's a leader on that team. And, you know, seeing him and Josh Allen get into a fight on the sideline, you know, I just, that was the one game this weekend that I really thought was going to be a good one. Mm -hmm. And I think that snow had something to do with it. it. didn't really work out in Buffalo's favor. And it was kind of frustrating to watch, but I am happy that the Bengals are going to get a chance to hopefully knock out the Chiefs. And I remember you texting me earlier on before the playoffs started, which quarterback did I think was going to have the most passing yards? And I said, Josh Allen, because I thought, A, they had an extra game compared to the Chiefs Mm -hmm. because they had to play Wild Card weekend. They didn't have that bye. And I thought that they were actually going to make it farther than they did. And I'm wrong. So we'll see what happens next week.
1: Well... uh my bet's still going strong, brother. So so we're going to hopefully ride this wave off. But you brought up a good point. Give me your thoughts on the whole snow game. Do you feel that games should be played in the snow like that? Or should they be in a a dome or someplace like that?
0: No, they've got to be played in the elements. This is football. This isn't baseball. This isn't tennis. I mean, that's how the game has always been played. Now, having the Super Bowl at a neutral site in good weather, then yes. But if you earn home field advantage, then you're used to playing in that kind of weather. Use that to your advantage. So, you know, (laughs) they didn't. And I think the Bengals had such a chip on their shoulder from everybody talking about the chiefs and the bills playing in Atlanta and selling tickets to that game. And for those of our listeners that don't know, because of the whole DeMar Hamlin and the game getting canceled and this and that, the NFL decided that if the Bills won that game, they were going to play Kansas city Mm -hmm. in Atlanta at whatever Mercedes-Benz stadium. And the Bengals were pissed about that. And I don't blame them. And, you know, sometimes it's that extra motivation that you need to get you over that hump or to Mm -hmm. make it when it's, you know, two degrees out, feels like it's 40 degrees out because it just doesn't matter. Your blood's boiling. And did you see Burroughs comment in the post game show?
1: no, I, I I didn't. by that time, I was uh, in the bed trying to get myself mentally prepared for training this week. so uh, no well, well, I, I I heard about it, but I didn't hear what he, he he exactly he he tweeted, so can you break it down for me?
0: So he basically said, you know the NFL better send out those refunds for all those fans <laughs> that bought those tickets <laughs> for the AFC championship game and <laughs> I don't blame them at all, man. And I'm I'm pulling for them because I like oh, to yeah. see them get a shot. You know, no f- sorry, ever since Kansas City came here and Mahomes' little brother danced on Sean Taylor's number, they're mm-hmm. dead to me. I can yeah. care less about that team. I'll try and voodoo curse them. Every team I bet on loses. So I might put money down on the Chiefs this week because I think that might be the first <laughs> to make sure they lose again to the Bengals.
1: Well, we know Mahomes, you know, I did see that that sprain that he that he yeah. I thought he he fractured his leg, to be honest with you. That's what I was thinking. But they said it was it wasn't broken anywhere. But uh, I do believe we're gonna see a totally different uh, Mahomes. And you know, without his mobility, can he be the same? And and I don't think that he I mean I don't think he can, but I think he's he's still a good quarterback, but I don't think it, oh, it, yeah. his, his mobility is what makes him do the things that he can do. And in the back of your mind, if you know that you're ailing that adds a, that another element to this whole thing. So I'm I'm looking forward to that as well and see uh, if they're going to be able to take them down.
0: Yeah, I fingers crossed they can. I'll, I'll put some money down on Mahomes to have two touchdowns because that never happens with whoever I bet on. So maybe that'll hopefully seal their fate. But the Niners game, man, it's just seeing them, th- that last play, I don't know what the hell Mike McCarthy was thinking, but I could watch that replay of Zeke at center getting just rolled over oh, on yeah. repeat all day long, man. Peter Roll. He
1: got Peter Roll. <laughs> if anybody wanted to know what a definition of Peter Roll was, he he got Peter Roll. <laughs> I
0: mean, that was just it was a thing of beauty. And I kept waiting for Purdy to regress and be that rookie that everyone's been claiming he is. Mm-hmm. But other than one throw, they got tipped at the line, they had a damn good game, man. And it just yeah. Kyle Shanahan, man, I just I sat there and thought what we could be or what could have been if Kyle actually stayed here and we didn't run that family out of town because we had four quarterbacks play one year. He's on his third and they're going to be in the NFC Championship game. I mean, it's that guy's game plan and play calling and just the way he schemes things up where there aren't a lot of weaknesses in his game other than, you know, not being able to hold off points in a Super Bowl. but to be able to get there again, man, it just hats off to them. And I'm curious how that kid reacts this weekend in Philly.
1: That's going to be a good game. And let's face it. We gave everyone the blueprint on how to beat Philly. We did. And so I know that they're they're, they're, they're a different Philadelphia from when we play them but I think that San Fran has enough talent to get over the hump from those guys. And I think what you're going to see also is you're going to see more use of Jalen's legs this week. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. The Eagles are giving up two and a half points at home, which, you know, not shocking. So I'm curious to see what they do though, because the Eagles did beef up their run defense Mm -hmm. but McCaffrey talking about ankle sprains, he's hurt too. He's kind of banged up. So Mm -hmm. curious to see how he bounces back because if they can't get that ball moving on the ground, then the Eagles are just going to key in on Purdy. And a lot of his throws, other than that one to Kittle over the middle where he made that amazing juggling catch, I mean, a decent amount of his throws are closer to the line and the Eagles can press those receivers and not give him those. So it's going to come down to, can they turn them one dimensional? But I'm getting my popcorn, man. It's going to be a fun championship weekend. And I have four tickets to every Super Bowl that I get from a guy in Philly that's connected to NFL films. The only caveat is if the Eagles are in it, I don't get the tickets. So I'm hoping that obviously they're knocked out because NFC East, no one wants to see the Eagles in the big game. And then, selfishly so I can Sell those tickets
1: not again we don't want to see the guy eating horse crap we, we, we don't want to see it
0: except i am curious to see if they would grease the light poles in philly again to stop people from climbing them i mean it's... you
1: know they will man <laughs> come on
0: i ever tell you the story man i got attacked by a squirrel when i was in philly no i was at temple university and i was out there for a meeting and this guy is like we can take you anywhere you want to go for lunch you want to go to fogo to chow you want to go to Budokan, wherever you want to go. He wanted to go to a pizza place on campus. Okay. Squirrel jumped on our table and took the piece of pizza out of my hand and bit the side of my face. I had to go get rabies shots. I mean, this what? That's how much I hate that city, and they hate me back because <laughs> they've got their freaking squirrel <laughs> rodents attacking me, man. And just, I'm trying to call, file for workman's comp, and my company didn't believe me that I had to send them that medical bill and everything else. Like, no, you're just making that up. You don't want to go to this conference coming up next week. Like, no, I got attacked by a squirrel in Philly because it knew I was a Redskins fan, and they sent that thing after me, man.
1: That's crazy, man. I I can't believe that.
0: (laughs) It happened. I I really can't. That's another reason why I can't stand that town. But speaking of crazy, the uh, latest ownership news, it feels like something comes out every week, and – We come up with our topics because, you know, you've got stuff you're looking up. I'm looking up stuff. If you type in Washington Commanders right now on Google, Bing, Yahoo, whatever, all you get is Jeff Bezos links. And Hmm. it's kind of annoying because I think it was the New York Post came out with the article the other day talking about Jeff Bezos is going to sell the Washington Post so he can buy the Washington Commanders.
1: Is that confirmed or just a rumor?
0: It was a rumor, nothing confirmed. And your man, Darren Haynes, came out after the fact contesting it. A bunch of local people came out after the fact contesting it. Bezos went to the Washington Post offices and talked about layoffs. This was, you know, a little bit back. And rumor is that he was trying to sell the Post. But the thing is, why would him selling the Post have anything to do with him buying the Commanders? He doesn't need the money. He has more than enough money without selling a post. Hmm. There is nothing forbidding an NFL owner to own a media outlet. If he wants to be an owner and it's all out there that Snyder's hate Bezos because they feel that the Washington post did all these investigations to get them to sell the team. So do people really think that Snyder's going to all of a sudden forgive Bezos if he sells the post and say, yeah, sure, come buy my team or forget that Bezos and the post ran those stories? Oh, Jeff, it's OK. You, uh, you know, ran all those exposés on us. But now that you sold the post, sure, I'll, I'll sell the team to you. I mean, I don't understand how the two matter or correlate at all.
1: I... Uh... I'm 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 at a loss for words, man. Um, because we know Byron Allen, you know, he owns, if I'm not mistaken, the Weather Channel, uh, or and a bunch of other media outlets, and he was neck and neck with the uh, Denver Broncos purchase of Denver Broncos. Yeah. So, like you said, that doesn't matter. So I'm 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 at a loss for words as far as that's concerned. I think that people right now are just so hungry for some type of story, any type of story, that they will just come out and say anything, man, to for those clicks, you know, for those likes. It, 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 so at this point, it goes back to, I I, I just, just make it happen. And when it's in black and white, then we'll go from there. But all this rumor mill stuff just kills me, man.
0: It is annoying because it's just, it's constant. And I, I think you're right. I think they know that fans and people, just any news about Snyder, the sale of the team, people in, you know, our circle, just eat that stuff up and click Mm -hmm. on it and follow, and then just try and figure things out. And the latest one now is about that MLB franchise that was up for sale. And I'm trying to remember which franchise it was, but the uh, owners decided not to sell it anymore and they took it off the market. So now everyone's freaking out saying, oh my gosh, what if Snyder decides to do this and take it off the market and this and that? Like, well, if that happens, it happens. There's, you know, we've been saying on our show, there is nothing forcing him to sell the team this year. So everyone is just hope, I'm not everyone. That person that texted me that I got into an argument with that I'm still haven't spoken to, other than that person, everyone is helping that the team has sold this year i'm just telling fans don't don't get your hopes up yet because there is no reason for that to happen and the marriage of White reports not here and he didn't get the money that he was told it was due so you know i talked to my rep about renewing my season tickets we talked about this last week you know, I just talked to them about throwing a credit card down to see how I can handle this thing and make these payments. If you got fans out there saying, "Well, I'm not going to get my tickets next year until he's gone," don't let that be the reason you don't go back to FedEx Field. If don't, you know,
1: don't hold your breath. <laughs> exactly.
0: You know, <laughs> don't you're gonna hold your breath because there's so many things that are just up in the air, and there's going to be so much speculation until the owners' meetings happen in March. I think there's just going to be rumors upon rumors upon rumors about, you know, you mentioned Byron Allen, all these guys that could potentially buy this thing and not saying that the New York post was was the New York post or the New York daily news. You can't remember who came up with the story, but whoever came up with that story, I think there's going to be, yeah, it was a New York post. There's just going to be more of it and more of it and more of it and not telling people what to do. I'm just ignoring it until you know, a JP Finley or John Kime or someone that we know and respect in this area reports it and says it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not buying into it. Uh, just not going to do it. So I probably will miss a lot of the fodder and that'll make me keep some of my hairs black on my head versus turning them gray.
0: (laughs) Yeah, actually the missus was talking to me about potentially dying my hair because I got to do a TV show coming up with, uh, a food network guy. And
1: it's
0: like, I've been shaving my head as short as possible. I got an event tomorrow. So I got to you know shave after the show and this and that, but you can still see the whites coming out and it's, it's years of rooting for this franchise (laughs) and being a DC sports fan, man. And I'd, I wish that I could just ignore it, but you know, six o'clock in the morning, one Oh six, seven, the fans on in my house. Up until, you know, six o'clock at night, just going back and forth between them and 980. So it it definitely envelops everything I do. It's why I wanted to do this show with you. But things that, you know, I don't want to ignore. We asked our listeners, what are your top three commanders on the field needs this offseason? So I just wanted to focus on the field, stuff that matters, mm-hmm. yeah. X's and O's. So, before we get into some of the responses we got from our listeners, what are one of your off must-focus needs? Well, I'm going to give you
1: two. I'm going to give you two. I know you said three, but I'll give you two. Or I'm sure okay. you asked for one, but I'll give you two. I
0: asked you for one so we could go back and forth.
1: Yeah. Well, 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 the first and foremost thing is offensive line. We, we've got to be able to protect whoever is going to be our quarterback, whoever is are our running backs. We've got to be able to do that. And, you know, I've said it time of, time again that for years, at least six years in the makings, all we did was bolster our defensive line. And it showed this year, but we never put that same effort into our offensive line. So I'm hoping that we can put that same effort into our offensive line. What say you?
0: No, I agree with you. And when I think about the offseason, I think about which one of our players would start on the Chiefs, would start on the Eagles, you know, would start on the Niners, the teams that are still in the hunt. Mm -hmm. And I can't think of one offensive lineman that we have on our roster that would qualify to play for those teams. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got Charles Leno. I think Charles could be gone heading into this off season. He's got a easy cap number to potentially get rid of. And he's getting a little long in the tooth. You've got Norwell. The guy was horrible. You know, Sadiq Charles, his backup didn't really do much. Chris Paul, you know, rookie coming in, but at center, you've got a huge hole there. You know, Chase Rude, two years in a row, hurt. Tyler Larson, two years in a row, hurt, you know, Nick Martin, guys shouldn't even be on our roster, but we're so weak at offensive line. It's just a big problem. And okay, yeah. right guard, you've got Trey Turner, who we all know how that panned out, didn't at all. The only saving grace is Sam Cosby, who you drafted to be a right tackle. You could move him into right guard. So to me, you have one offensive lineman heading into the off season. That's worth anything. The others can go. The question is, who are you going to get and how are you going to replace them? Because you can't count on all of these guys being draft picks. I mean, we can't go in to next season with four rookies and a somewhat vet. So, you know, there's one offensive lineman just looking here on the top 50 free agents for 2023. Orlando Brown for the Kansas City Chiefs. Apparently, he's a free agent this year. He's 27 years old. I mean, he's slated to be the best offensive lineman out there in the offseason. I mean, we've got to do something about it. We've got to fix it. Somehow, I am just concerned that we're going to be hamstrung with mm-hmm. who's signing the checks and how much can they actually spend? How much can the Martys actually go out and offer to people? Cause I think March 15th is when the new league year starts. So how active are we going to be? Or are we going to go for, instead of the top five guy, you know, the hundred fifth guy, because we've got cap space, but we're not allowed to spend it. You know, there's just a lot of question marks there, but mm. a bunch of our listeners replied back and every single one of them said offensive line in their yeah. top three. And I, I, Completely agree. We need to do something to bolster that position. It's just a position of need that has just been so weak for so long. I mean, I miss Donald Penn being here. You know, that's how bad I think our offensive line is. If you remember how old that guy was when we pulled him out of wow. mothballs.
1: Wow. Well, what we're seeing is, good example, San Francisco. You could almost, and, and I use the word almost, so so don't murder me. You could almost put any quarterback back there, and I believe they would get the same results as Purdy because of the offensive line that they have and the amount of time that they give him to be able to throw the ball in a surveyed field. So I'm thinking that if we can populate our offensive line and we have, if we went into it, with since he is QB1 right now, Sam Howell, we can make some things happen because we have weapons. San Francisco has weapons. Now, granted, totally different offense, totally different play calling and all that. It's totally different. I, I get it. Yeah. But th- the mere fact is if you got those pieces in place on the offensive line, the quarterback can be okay. So I, I, I'm looking at San Fran winning it all, bro. I'm looking at I San Fran. I hope so, man. I'm looking at San Fran winning all, and they'll be first time in history that a rookie, right, has won a Super Bowl if I'm not mistaken.
0: I mean, Marino made it as a rookie,
1: but he didn't win it. Won it, it. yeah, won it. Yeah. So I
0: just, no, I hope you're right. I just think it's a lot of pressure on that young man's shoulders, and we'll see how he handles it. The saving grace is he started four years in college, he's got a lot of reps under his belt, but he's only played 11 NFL games, I think, is 11. Now, i got to go back and look at the numbers, but regardless, it's just a lot of pressure, but it's that line he has. Seeing what Trent Williams did to Micah Parsons oh, yeah. just made me angry that we let him go for nothing. Yeah. And just how that whole situation was handled. That man is going to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'm sure and I. Doubt he's going to go in as a Redskin or a commander the way he was done dirty here by this franchise. And I don't blame him at all. And I'm a Trent fan and I was hoping we were going to go to the playoffs and go out there so I could actually catch up with him and be out there. But just what Shanahan has done with that team and the way he schemes things up. I also think that that gives his offensive line, you know, more room, if you Mm -hmm. will just to be able to scheme different things and not yeah. leave his lineman on an island.
1: More latitude. Exactly. I I totally agree with you.
0: And we still don't have an offensive coordinator. And I think it's going to be some time before that happens, because I think it was uh, Pete from NBC sports, Washington, Pete Haley said that out of the seven offensive coordinator jobs, ours is the fifth most attractive. And I don't disagree. And I'm not trying to be negative here. It's just looking at it. We've talked about it. You know, it's just, it's a potential one-year job, you know? And Mm. when I was starting off in my career, I was offered attempt to hire job that I had to take because I was on a contract and then they could potentially hire me at the end of the contract to bring me on board before the contract was done. It's not like that with this in the NFL, you may only have one shot to be an OC and then you shoot your shot in a place that isn't as favorable or isn't going to give you the weapons you need to succeed. And then you don't get another shot to be an OC five, six years down the road. So do you set yourself back? But for me, the position that I definitely want them and need them to focus on, and it's a position that has somewhat diminished in the NFL, but linebacker. I need another linebacker Opposite of Jamin Davis. I felt that at the end of the year when we didn't have Cam Curl, and I know Cam's not a linebacker, but he comes up and creeps at that line. We had no Cole Holcomb. J- J- Jamin got tired. He got and murdered he back to the Jamin that Del Rio threw under the bus in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And we need studs. And I'm sorry, I just go, I go back to my thing. Will Cole Holcomb play on any of these playoff teams? Would he start for any of these playoff teams? And for me, if the answer is no, then we need to upgrade at that position. What's the year?
1: Oh, well, Ted, 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 Ted. And because I'm calling your name that many times, that lets you know the quandary that I'm in, brother. <laughs> no, we know that he wouldn't be, probably be able to play for those squads, but. That's all we have right now. it's all we've
0: had for years is the problem. We I haven't mean,
1: addressed it. What, what, what was the old boy's name? Foster, I, I want to say. Foster was, I think, the biggest splash linebacker until he got hurt. He's
0: never Achilles. played a down for
1: us. Yeah, his Achilles. I mean, but he was, he was, what I'm saying is, he was the biggest splash before he got hurt. He was the biggest splash of a linebacker that we brought in. And then he, it was a freak accident. And he tore his Achilles, and he, and he, like, say he never played again. What, what was his something? Reuben Foster. Foster. Reuben Foster. Yeah. Yeah. Reuben, Reuben Foster. Foster from and San Francisco, as a matter of fact, right?
0: Yeah, he got in trouble yeah. in San Francisco, and yep. people were yelling and screaming about him. Yep. We took him in over here because you know we're that person that thinks that we can rehabilitate everybody, and it just it didn't work out here. And it's just it's frustrating to me that a defensive head coach a linebacker for the 85 bears Jack Del Rio also played the same position that we can't get that position straight and when you've got you know David Mayo and John Bostick on your depth chart backing up Jamin Davis you got a huge hole there you've got a big problem and linebacker is something that needs to be addressed and if we can address it in this draft you know I want a big massive huge guy that smells like bacon with a 16th pick i need an offensive lineman to be that anchor with the 16th pick but if we can potentially get a linebacker that has the potential down the road to go beside Jamin and learn hopefully cole holcomb comes back because i think cole's a free agent if i'm not mistaken
1: Hmm. but i'm not i'm not sure
0: Something that we've got to do to address that. And looking at the latest contract, yeah, Holcomb is an unrestricted free agent. So he's not even on the roster for next season. So, really, from a depth perspective, you know, who you've got at linebacker right now, I mean, Kalik Hudson, Nate Gary, there's not a lot of names on here that just and exude fear if you're an offense. Coming up no, against us, and but don't
1: be don't be surprised if they don't sign Holcomb just because of the familiarity aspect of things. I mean, that's just that's just how it is, bro. I mean, and, and he's a he's a he's a guy that has performed when we have asked him to. I mean, he's missed some things, but because of they know who he is, I wouldn't be surprised if he's back, man.
0: Oh, I don't doubt it. I mean, they brought John Bostic back because he knew the system. You yeah. know, they didn't bring any other people in here. I mean, there was a chance to bring in and trade for a linebacker. I mean, Grant, it was an unrealistic trade because of our cap space. It's just that to me is one position that I really want them to focus on getting right and going back and looking at what our listeners responded back with. All of them, except for one or no, two people agreed that linebacker is a position of need. The other person was just kind of being an ass saying quarterback for all three. And the other guy said, you know, shut down corner. And, you know, those aren't easy to find. Those aren't easy to get, but oh, what yeah. would another position be for you that we need to focus on and strengthen up this off season?
1: I'm going to say something that I saw from San Francisco, Ray Ray McLeod,
0: special teams,
1: man. We've got to have our, our punt return and kickoff return. We've got to have that better for us, man. And, and, and we saw, we, I, we saw what, uh, what Turpin was able to do for Dallas. Boo. But hey, I oh, got yeah. You got you got to say what it is. Uh, we saw uh, other than the fumble from Rary McLeod, dude, that 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 man was on fire. Yeah. And yeah, we, we need that speed. You can't teach speed. You can't coach it. You, no. you, you just have it. And right now we don't have it as far as in the in the kickoff return or punt return game. So that's something else that I feel we got to have,
0: man. Yeah, I mean, letting DeAndre Carter go for nothing, really. But I don't think that that was in the commander's favor anyway. I feel that he wanted to play closer to California where his family is. Yeah, You know, you and I, we spent time with his pops when we were out in Vegas. You know, I've seen him at different tailgates on the road, Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. It's just Dax Milne, he was a liability. You know, you're sitting there and you're holding your breath every time wondering, is he going to catch it? is he going to fair catch it? Is he going to fumble it? Oh, he caught it. He fair caught it at the five. He should have let that thing go. I mean, but I'm not putting all on him. There were times when on kickoffs and different things like that, he had people like you watch other teams, like they're not getting contacted until like the 16 or the 20. I felt like our kick coverage we had guys on Milne at the 5 and at the 10, like when he was just fielding the ball at times. And I think that goes down to just the blocking up front. And Rivera likes to have guys with what he calls position flex. A guy that can play center and guard. A guy that can play safety and a guy that can play line, you know, just different positions on the field.
1: I get it. I, I, I get it. I'm tired I, of it. Yeah, man, I, I get it, and we. But but here's the other thing: we saw what what Ag did when he was back there returning uh, kickoffs. Yeah, it it gave us a little bit of a spark, more so than 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 Dax did ever. So, but as far as that whole, I get it. You want guys to be able who can who can play multiple positions to maximize their potential to get into the game, just in case somebody happens. I I, I, I get it, but at some point in time you got to have a dog that just knows his position and his position only, you know, are we there there yet? Probably not. Probably not. But, you know, because of so many years of drafting that type of player, you're not there, but at some point in time, the tide has got to return, got to turn. Um, I, I just, I just hope that at this point, we're wishing on a star for the results to change in 23 later this year. So I will always wish for the best. You know, I will always wish for the best, but something just tells me we're going to just be where we are, man.
0: But for me, it's give me some studs that are damn good at their job and can do it well. Not a guy that can do a couple of things okay. Yeah. You know, give me that rocks. And to me, that's Terry. That's John. We got two guys on our team that are badasses and that can do their job and everything that's asked of them. Other than that, I feel that we've got a bunch of other guys on our team and this isn't fair because obviously there's a salary cap and things like that. And some of these players Ron inherited from the previous regime, but it's just that mentality of, Having a jack of all trades. There's there's a saying, you can be a mile wide in your skill set, but go an inch deep. Or would you rather go a mile deep and be an inch wide and be that good and that focused on that task? Mm-hmm. And for our team, I want that guy that's a mile deep in his knowledge and skills at that position and be an inch wide, knowing that this is what you focus on, this is what you do and you kick ass at it, and you be the best at your position at it, and you be an all pro, like, you know, obviously he's a punter, but Tress, the guy's a oh, freaking yeah. rock star. he's a stunt.
1: Yeah, yeah, so you're saying you don't want a Swiss Army knife. You don't want a jackal, you don't want that. I don't. And trust me, I get it, you want to open that blade up and only get one blade comes out, it can cut you deep. I got you.
0: Yeah, I want a switch blade. I don't want a Swiss Army knife. I need that one thing, that's all it does. And, you know, we focus on that and we get better at it. And you know, you bring in William Jackson, the third here, and you try and change him from a man corner to a zone corner in this and that, why don't you just bring someone in here that fits your system and what you want to do? And then we kind of see how that goes and how that rolls. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the other position for me that I would like them to focus on, obviously, you know, quarterback we need, that's too obvious, but, I need more depth at corner. I need better DBs because other than Benjamin St. Juice, when BSJ went down, Kendall Fuller isn't the same Kendall Fuller from two years ago. Yeah. We don't have a strong secondary. And that concerns me heading into this off season. How do we fix that? Bobby McCain, you know, he, to me, is a liability. Christian Holmes, liability. It's some of these guys and, there's only so much you can do. You can't have studs at every single position. Every team has a weakness. Yeah. But your defensive line hopefully makes up for that weakness in the secondary. But we saw how Wild Goose got picked on. We saw how Christian Holmes got picked on when they were out there. And these were guys that were practice squad players for other teams that were cut, You know, cut when it came down to the 53 that we picked up. You got to have better than that on your roster. You can't all get lucky and find a Cam Curl in the seventh round and have him actually develop into what he is.
1: Yeah, everyone's not going to hit on that four leg parlay. It just ain't going to happen. And, uh-huh. and, and and you can you can try to strike it, but you're not going to get gold all the time. And 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 that's what we're facing right now. Yeah, it's
0: those to me are the most important positions we need to focus on. Our top needs, not talking about you know, re-signing Durant. I mean, what are your thoughts on offering him that contract? Do you give him that big deal that's going to be larger than what John Allen got? Or do you franchise him? Or do you let him walk and get a comp pick?
1: Well, I think that because we are a team, it's twofold. We are a team that's struggling. If you can get hypothetically three picks for them, three 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 great picks, then you do that if you can't then you figure out how to maximize your money for him and to be able to also use that money to get other players that you need so if it's if it's if it's if it's uh giving him you know franchising him to be able to keep money in the, in the pocket so that we can get people that we need whatever whatever needs to be done man and, is, and, and i'm not an expert on it so i, I I'll, I'll say that i'll start off with like i said before if by chance you can get three picks for him, I'm just using that as an example. I don't think you, you would get three, but if you, you could, won. yeah, but, it, but if you could get the maximum that you could get out of it, if not, if you, if you got no players, then what's the next route? Franchising or giving him the money? is is If giving him the money is going to hurt our chances in being able to get someone else, then maybe I would say no. But if you can, I mean, he deserves it. So oh, he does. He
0: definitely did, deserves to get paid. And yeah. he just got selected to the Pro Bowl. So yes. his, you know, value went up again just because of that. And mm-hmm. on locker room cleanup day, he was wearing bright green sweats. Yeah. You know, and he's just signifying that dollar. And I need it. Just need to it. compare it, John Allen's contract, four years, 72 million, 30 million signing bonus. So you're gonna have to pay. It's just it's another year later, you're gonna have to pay Duran. More money than that. That's that's just just the market, though. Yeah. That's just, it is what it is. is.
1: And he had a hell of a career, uh, not career, but he had a hell of a season.
0: Yeah. 11 and a half sacks. I mean, he he earned his paycheck. I just, I have a hard time paying or having that kind of money tied up in your defensive tackles to have all of that there. And I feel that for once, the commanders showed some foresight by drafting Phil Mathis Mm -hmm. to be that stuffer in the middle to go beside John, to give him a year to develop, to see what happened. But Mathis got hurt in that first game of the season. So you really don't know what that young man has. So do you let Duran walk knowing that you have an uncertainty sitting beside John Allen? And is that going to neutralize John at that point?
1: Well, what I don't want to hear In 2024 or later in 2023, is he goes to another team and balls out. And then what do we always say? Man, we let these guys who we had here walk. So at some point in time, the mentality's got to change. At some point time, is it this year? I don't know. But I don't want to hear later in 2023, man, look at that guy now. He's in the playoffs. He's on a Super Bowl winning team. I don't want to hear that. So 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 part of that, that though
0: is the systems these guys go into you know it's just it's like they leave us and they go to a team and they don't make that team that much better and skyrocket them up they're going to a good team that has a good system and good coaches and good players around it and then they're succeeding there and I, you know it's not like it's not like Tom Brady like Brady goes to the bucks and he instantly wins them you know a
1: ring so do you think do you feel as, as though Tim Settle made Buffalo that much better?
0: No. I don't know. all. Settle no, not, yeah. barely did anything. He barely had any snaps.
1: Yeah. I mean, they I,
0: he, just made a mistake by letting him go.
1: Yeah. And, in my okay, so So, so it, that brings me back to where we are. You know, at some point in time, you got to do something more to hold on to what you need. And, you know, Settle, I don't feel he made Buffalo that much better. I mean, I did see him on a couple tackles, but I think he would have been better here.
0: He had 19 tackles.
1: Yeah, he would have have been better here. He had more playing time here than there. Um, It was a huge
0: mistake of letting Settle walk for nothing. You're talking less than $2 million, letting Settle walk. Letting Ioannidis walk, I get, but you can't let Settle go and Ioannidis go. You don't give yourself any depth. You have a rookie in Mathis. That's Mm -hmm. your story. You're lucky, that John Ridgway did as well as he did and that the Cowboys <laughs> cut him and we're at trying to stash did. him on the practice squad. Yeah. And yeah. we scooped him up. So.
1: And that's what I'm talking about. So we we talk about the round robin the coaches that left us and into the playoffs and who are thriving. We And now we're talking about the players that have left us and gone to other places that are thriving. So at some point in time, you've got to say enough's enough. I'm going to hold on to this, even though it's going to hurt me.
0: Yeah, and over the cap is saying that a franchise tag for defensive tackles is $18.96 million. So you're talking $19 million to rent him for one year. I don't think he's going to be happy with that. He wants to get paid, and I don't think he'll sign with us the next year. And we all know how that works from Mm -hmm. the whole Kirk Cousins debacle when all of a sudden you know, we franchise him how many years in a row? Yeah. We technically have $7 million in cap space. Once we cut Carson Wentz, we'll be at around $33 million in cap space. What is that going to be? I don't know what they're waiting for. And I had someone ask me that the other day when I saw him actually at Top Golf, just some random person walking around. I guess they're listening to the show, but I don't know what they're waiting for. We know he's going to get cut. So that's going to free up $26 million. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, there's got to be some reason why they haven't done it yet but are you going to give $19 million to Deron Payne when you only have $33 million in cap space, leaving you, you know, with however much left, I'm $14 million left in cap space, knowing that we need to bolster our offensive line. You know, you and I agreed on that. Mm -hmm. I feel we got to do something at linebacker and defensive back, knowing that you have other spots you have to take care of. And, You're saving money at quarterback if it really is Sam Howell, but you got to bring in someone else. It can't be Sam Howell and Jake Fromm going in to training camp. There's got to be a vet, whether it is Heineken. There's got to be a vet of some kind coming in there that's going to get paid something. Oh, gosh, bro.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I got to tell you, man, I am ready – I'm truly ready for this season to be done with, completely. Super Bowl and everything, so that <laughs> we can put these freaking pieces together. Because right now, this jigsaw puzzle. You, you, as a kid, you ever get frustrated and you got stuff on the table and you hit the table, and when you hit the table, it all just goes up in the air. Oh yeah. That's how I feel we are right now. We have hit the table and the pieces are just in the air right now, just going everywhere. I need some glue, man.
0: There's a lot of unknown right now. And yeah, bro. I texted you earlier today. I'm like, can you think of something positive for us to talk about? And to me, it's some people, I guess, call me pessimistic and I'm going to disagree. You're optimistic. I, can I, you know, am I right when I say that? Mm-hmm. For the most part, you're always super optimistic. Then there's being pessimistic, which some people think I am. To me, it's about being realistic
1: realistic yeah
0: there's a difference between pessimistic and realistic right and you know it's like the new sports book that opened up at fedex field we we joked you and i didn't get our invites last week you know happy for the fans that did get their invites and they went out there yeah and i'm excited to see the sports book out there i was out by fedex field yesterday getting groceries around the corner i didn't stop by the sports book It, it looks fun And it's going to be open on game days, but you can't bet on commander's games on game days, but that's fine. You can still bet from your cell phone. If you wanted to on the commander's games when you're out there, but I wanted to get your thoughts on the sports book.
1: Well, give me, give me the reasoning why you can't bet there. NFL rule. Okay. But on game day, let's say we play
0: a one o'clock game on game day. You cannot bet at that point on the Commanders games. I don't think you can bet on any games on game day there. I think it's just a restaurant, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Okay. All right. Then if you can't bet on any games, then I understand. But I can walk right out of there and bet on my phone. I mean, that's just ridiculous to me. But hey, it is what it is. I I don't make the rules. I just follow the
0: rules. You signed into FanDuel from your phone and you can bet on your phone. You know, you're not betting. They've got 21 self-service kiosks And two giant LED video walls, 38 TV monitors, a full-service restaurant, and it's 5,000 square feet with eight bedding windows. So on game day, just because of NFL policy, all of that bedding stuff is going to be closed, but you're still going to have TVs, you're still going to have food, and a bar where you can get drinks.
1: One of the biggest questions that I have is, who's cooking the food? It's not the same people that, that are that are the vendors that are inside the stadium. I mean, obviously it has to be something different. The, the scale of food has to be a little more, I'm 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 assuming enticing than 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 basic burgers, hot dogs, and 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 pizza. Right? Uh
0: no, it is not. And like you and I, we've been to the sports book at Guy Fieris. That place yes. is freaking amazing. Yeah. And I could be wrong here, but I was told that the food's being cooked by Levy. Levy is the catering, I guess, not catering. They're the food arm of the stadium. They take care of FedEx Field. I believe they also take care of Nat's Park. And that's it in our area. Capital One Arena is handled by Aramark. The reason I know that's because I do a lot of business with them. Mm-hmm. But this is the menu that a couple of people tweeted the other day crispy chicken wings, $15. Grilled chicken quesadilla is $12. Bucks. Steak and cheese egg rolls with commander sauce, $14. Crispy mozzarella sticks, $12. Bucks. You can get a grilled chicken Caesar salad for $16. A Fanatics house salad for $14. And your entrees, a fried chicken sandwich for $16. Bucks, a grilled double cheddar burger for $17. Bucks, a chili cheese dog for $16. Bucks, and chicken tenders for Sam Howell for $17.
1: What comes with that hamburger? Fries? Uh, you
0: get a choice of fries or chips for 17 bucks. Give me the fries, man.
1: Oh, always. Yeah. yeah. I don't want no daggum chips. Give me the fries.
0: But there's nothing special about the menu. There's nothing making me say, oh, man, I got to go there and watch a game there and eat there. You know, and I guess we're spoiled a little bit. Well, for the people who... Hypothetically, live in
1: that area, and they and you want to place a bet because I, I think the closest place you could probably other than your phone, obviously. But if but the closest place is either going to be Guy Fieri's or it's going to be MGM, right? So yeah. if you're there, I could see yourself going there and 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 maybe grabbing a bite and, and doing something. I mean, so it, it's the closest, and if the food is halfway decent and the riffraff can they can keep that out. I think it could be okay. I, I'm you know what? I'm gonna reserve judgment and go myself and then I'll be able to say yay or nay. But right now, I'm not gonna dog them out. I'm I'm gonna say, okay, Strange, as 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 back in best Strange. You know, let's let's see what happens and see where this goes. Cause I, I really wanna see it for myself before I I, I
0: I cast judgment. All right. So just to compare the menu with MGM, you got wings. Uh, 12 wings for 15 bucks. Comparable pricing. Mm-hmm. You got crab fries with queso for mm. $8. You've got nachos with chili or pork with queso and a bunch of other stuff for nine bucks. Mm. Loaded potato skins for $9. You can get a market sampler with shrimp tempura, many crab cakes, wings, potato skins, and garlic knots for 26 bucks. I take that. Uh, yeah. You've you got clam chowder, $7, brisket, chili, $7. You know, just going down the list, you've got a crispy fried shrimp basket for $16. bucks. you have got a hot dog for $6.99. And if you want to add chili and cheese, it's $3, all right? Going okay. back to the commander's dog with chili and cheese was
1: $16. And that's... Comes with fries. The- that's the issue right there. And I, I, I understand why MGM is cheaper. It's because you've got more volume and more volume means you can sell it at, at a cheaper price versus, you know, realistically, let's just say, in, and I'm just, just going to say at MGM, you get a hundred people that come in, hypothetically a hundred. Well, you might get 10 at, at FedEx. So I, so I understand why the menu's shortened, you know, I, I really do, um, or just because of the sheer numbers that you're gonna have, you're not gonna have as many people there. So now, is that food gonna be, you know, you're the chef. Can you, is that food gonna be frozen now? I mean, it can't be fresh because if you it's don't going to be sell frozen, it, the stuff that yeah. they're
0: selling out there, I mean, looking yeah. at this menu that they have out there, I'm willing to bet that a majority of that stuff is frozen, yeah. that they so. just defrost it and cook it. Those steak and cheese egg rolls, they're not making that fresh. Yeah. You know, that burger is probably a frozen burger patty. They're not keeping yeah. that stuff sitting there. But to me, You've got to give me a reason to show up. If you're a sports book in the area and I want to go watch the games, then I've got to have a reason to show up. If I can't even bet on the games on game days, so the commanders aren't playing at home. Can I still bet there on Sunday on game day? I, that, that I don't think so. I don't know.
1: You should be able to. So hypothetically this Sunday coming up or Saturday. Yeah. Cause the only games on.
0: No, the only games are on Sunday.
1: It's only game on Sunday. You should be able to rock, or stroll in there and bet on Sunday. I, I don't see why you wouldn't. It's a sport book. You said that it's just for commanders games. So I, I don't see if, if, if you can't bet on hypothetically this Sunday's game, then you, you shot yourself
0: in the foot. I'm, I'm curious. And this is not on the commanders. This is an NFL thing. I am just curious if you'd be allowed to, because it's saying you can't bet on game days. That's technically not a game day, so you should still be good. But call them. Call for them. me, as a consumer, I've got to have a reason to go. And yes, I, I understand that MGM, more volume, but the food options are so much better at MGM. And okay, free parking right there at the casino. Okay, yeah, you get free parking at FedEx, but there is nothing that is enticing me To go there and hang out, and oh yes, I can buy a jersey next door at the Fanatics store. You know, I'd love to do that, but there's just nothing that says, "Hey, come visit us. We are a destination."
1: Well, how about this then? How about you 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 buy something from the sport book, and and because it's Fanatics, you buy something from the sport books. You turn on your turn on the back of your your uh your receipt, and you've got a ten percent off or 15% off something to buy at the team store or vice versa. You buy something from the team store and you get, you get, you look on the back of your receipt and you've got a coupon to go to the sports book and for some food for a coupon or something like that. How's that?
0: Are they doing that? For your average fan that doesn't have season tickets, that doesn't already get a discount, then that might make sense, but the team isn't good right now. (laughs) So there aren't a lot of fans. I mean, you and I talked, I'm not buying new gear right now. So, you know, is that going to like that's, make you want not, to go out that, there and sit down? What, what I'm saying is, yes, it would
1: make me want to go out there if, if I bought food and on the back of my receipt, I saw a coupon to go right next door and to buy something.
0: Yeah, maybe it, that's it, something that they do.
1: And vice versa. If I bought something from the from the national from the team store, since it's sponsored by Fanatics, then you give me a discount on my food and, 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 or something. I know you can't do it on my bet, but yeah. you can do it on food.
0: That'd be a nice tie-in if they did something like that, yeah. because it, uh, to me, they could have got a celebrity chef or someone on board to make this menu look better. The menu on there is boring to me. Chicken tenders, you know, I mean, it's just a chili dog. I mean, come on. I've got better food in the parking lot than they do inside that store. And that to me is where I go about being realistic versus pessimistic and just I mean, you taste of my collard greens. You know I got better food on my menu in the parking lot than they do in that store.
1: I I will agree, my brother. So your your collard greens are on point. I will agree.
0: I just, it is a swing and it's not a home run. To me, it's a double. The commanders hit a double. They are the first NFL team to have a sports book in their stadium. Hats off to them. It increases the value of the team. And it is something else for fans to do at FedEx Field I just wish they would have done more from that aspect of food and hanging out and so on and so forth there to try and pull more people out there. You know how much I love FedEx Field. Everyone here knows how much I love FedEx Field. Yeah, That's not getting me to go there.
1: Well, you heard it here first. Commanders, front office, give us a coupon on the back of our receipt so we can we can go and and it can go unilaterally either to the sports book or it can go to the actual clothing team store so we can get something that we want and need i mean it's an off season right now what incentive are you going to give me and that's what it's about right now
0: yep give me a reason to come back to fedex you know and- i i love that place i miss that place i'll eventually step foot in that sports book but i'm loyal to guy fieri's You know, and I do enjoy hanging out at MGM. I'm just gonna, you know what? Maybe I'll go to FanDuel, the the fanatics, and place a bet on the Chiefs to make sure that they lose and Patrick Mahomes goes down this weekend. That'll that'll solidify
1: it. Definitely will, my man. (laughs) There
0: you go. That's a double (laughs) curse right there. The
1: the way your luck is running. So boom, bam, the Django. (laughs) Hey, look. Once again, guys, thank you for listening. Everyone, thanks for. Stopping us in the public and asking w- where is the, <laughs> where is our recap? Where 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 is our show? Because we love it. Lets you know that that you guys are invested just like we are. It, it means a lot. So thank you again. And uh, we'll see what's gonna happen for this next week's slot of games. And I, I I can't wait. So you guys keep it here. Keep it keep tuned in. And uh, Ted, my man, thank you again. And uh, everyone else, you guys, you rep it hard. You don't rep it at all. Rally Captain, Tailgate Ted. Gone.